Now is time for God's favor. In Europe, now is the time of salvation. Now is time for God's favor. It's important to recognize the time. The Bible says that 12 tribes of uh, Israel each had its particularity. But the tribe of Issachar had a particularity of knowing the times, knowing the signs of time. And it's my appeal to you this morning on God's behalf that we can know that now is time, now, for God's salvation. Can you pick that for you? Now is time for God's favor. Amen, brother. You are more sensitive to time than we are in Africa. I'm always impressed on how you are very precise. The bus station, the bus stop, the next will come at 12, two minutes. Five past three p.m. My next bus will be at uh, eight p.m. Uh, Ten minutes past it's very very precise and if you miss your time you miss the bus you miss the flight you miss important appointment we need to understand that because if you take time like we do in my context we have a, a very different understanding of the time if in a church, you want people to come at three. You tell them to come at two. Yeah. One hour before. And we are wondering if that is not lying. But that's how we are in, a, <laughs> in our context. Our time is elastic. It, it is expandable. But, if there is something which is not renewed, once gone, it's gone. It's time. If you do not do, if I do not do what I have to do now, then it's gone. And the natural tendency, depending on people's temperament, it is postponing, postponing. We will do that later. But, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I come to tell the church, now is the time of God's favor. Second point, I come to tell you that church, rise and shine now. It's not about you, it's not about your strength, it's about God. He promised in Isaiah, that 
in time of my favor, I will answer you. Are you praying for the change of Europe? Praise God for those who are on the knees, who are really desperate for their country. Are you praying for the salvation of the members of your family? Are you very, very suffering because of your husband, of your wife, you have been separated? Are you suffering because it is difficult to evangelize in your area? If you are painfully praying for a change, for a breakthrough, for God's intervention, this is your promise this morning. In time of my favor, I will answer you. And this is God's time. He says, in the day of salvation, I will keep you. And I will keep you and will make you be a covenant for the people to restore the land, to resign its desolate inheritance, to say to the captives, come out, and those in darkness, be free. Praise God. That was said before. It was prophesied by prophet Isaiah. And we all know that with the coming of Jesus Christ, salvation came. Hallelujah. When Simon, is it Simon or Simeon? It's Simeon. It's two different names. I'm talking about Simeon. When he saw the baby Jesus coming in the temple, he didn't say, oh, this baby boy, one of those small boys who come in the temple. When he looked at the baby, he said, oh, this is the salvation. I've seen the Lord, the Savior of the, Lord, of the world. And he said, oh God, now take your servant. They were expecting for thousand years, for centuries, that the Messiah, the, the Savior of the world will come. The Savior of Israel, but also the Savior of the world. They were waiting, waiting for the promise to happen. But at the right time, God sent the Son of God. And Jesus came. Since then, salvation is with us. Praise God. And we are now in a time of His grace, of His favor. Until He come back. We are still in that time. Until Jesus return to take His church with Him. We are in this time of God's grace. Of God's favor. But again, it is Him, the Lord, who says, I will keep you and make you to be a covenant. He wants you to be a covenant. You, church, you and me. He wants us to be a very special people. He wants us to be this chosen people, those who are royal priesthood, those 
who will stand always before him on behalf of others, presenting, presenting their requests coming to him. Oh God, look at what is happening in my land, in my population. My, pop, my, my people are perishing. He he made you a covenant. He made you separate. A royal, a highly positioned person as a church. So that you can see what's happening in the world. Take it back to him. But also hear from him what he says. And give it to the population. To your people. And say, come out, be free. The Word of God says that the Lord has made us a holy, a holy nation. And we became people belonging to God, called out of darkness so that we can bring people into the wonderful light of the gospel. I come this morning to say that it is time of God's favor. It is time God wants us to recognize that He needs people with whom to work. Sometimes we think modernity philosophy is difficult. Sometimes we say, oh now, postmodern, we need, we need to be more wise to deal with these postmodern people. Sometimes we say people are now taken by too much materialism. They believe in things instead of God. And yet, when you look at that, you find that those people have realized in their ba- daily basis, on daily, on daily basis, that all those material things, even the science, the high tech, has not answered to their problem. They are still wondering, what is the meaning of life? Why am I here? For, and those who lose it, they go to do suicide. But others still say, I can't go and uh, uh, end my life myself. I will try to, to see the meaning. And now there is a great heart open to spirituality. Isn't it? And that is a sign that people are wondering, well, where, where is God? And they go to alternative faith because they don't see the real truth. They, in my country, in our part of uh, Africa, we don't have uh, every place uh, tap, uh, water on uh, tap. Is it tap? So, when you are traveling and you get thirsty, people, they can't wait because they are thirsty. They just drink even dirty water because that is what is available. Now there is a great thirsty. People are, have hunger of God. People 
need desperately to meet the real God. But if people are not presenting Him, if people are not leaving Him and making Him sin, then they will go, they will go to try to find where is water to satisfy to their thirsty. Where is grasses? Food. Where is that can satisfy their hunger? Do you understand me? It is a challenge to church. It is a challenge to you and me. And the Bible says that this now is the time. We are hearing now in different parts of the world tsunami, war. Now it is global finance system that is collapsing. Society, the world is shaken. All those things are opportunities for gospel. And we need to know and say, Oh God, what can we now do? And God says that, Go and tell people, Come out. Come out. Be free. In Hebrew 12, 27, it says that all those created things, they will be shaken. Shaken. Science has to be shaken. Make it, you remember how in Europe recently they, they, were, uh, they wanted to make a big explosion to show how powerful. It didn't happen. And engineers were wondering, why did it? Okay, they may try, but still, you find that science is not a solution. It's not responding to the human need. It's only Jesus. Jesus, you have, I have, who they need, who can set them free. I know Oxford is a very intellectual city. People who did genocide in my country, those who planned the systematic, in a way, genocide was, I think they say that in Rwanda, the speed of killing was uh, three or four times than the Holocaust of Jews. The speed. To be very systematic so that no one can escape. No one. They tried, of course. God is alive, that's why we are there. They tried the brain because they knew they will plan, they planned, but in their planning it was death. Because that's what they had. If wisdom, if knowledge, science is not put under the word of God submitted to Jesus, it come again against you. That's why science is good. It's a gift from God. But it has to be under the one who is the source of all wisdom and knowledge. Jesus. Amen? So, my, my, the message I have received today is, no, this is time. Things are being shaken. It's opportunity for us. Can we stand up now? 
as royal priesthood, as chosen, God's property, God's belonging, and stand as a church, and come and, oh God, enable us so that we can go out. It will not be easy. Let me tell you, it will not be easy. You will be persecuted, but through that persecution, through that suffering, will come out a bright church. One of the members of ICS movement in Rwanda was very bold. He was a powerful evangelist who was very courageous and he could say to the government and say, the government is meant to bring justice to everybody. But since now you are bringing discrimination, you will not stay longer. Please understand that your government has to be fair for all. He was a Hutu. He was one of those who were in the power. But because he was saying the truth, because he was preaching people to follow the truth of Jesus Christ, when the genocide happened, the first to be killed, he was that bra- brother called Havugimana Israel. He was the first to be killed. Because he said the truth where there is lie. He was bringing light where there was darkness. That's why we need to really ask God to enable us to be bold. If death is God's plan for us, may it be done. If that is God's plan for us, but not keep the truth for us, and, uh, and uh, let me remind us that friendship can't not save. Friendship evangelism can't not save. Spending five years, seven years, still with one person, showing good behaviors, Christian behaviors, that can't save. What saves? It's discovering the person of Jesus. That's why we have to say, come out. Jesus can set you free. It can be a starting point, but not an end. Unfortunately, if we don't pray, it is becoming an end. Friendship evangelism is becoming like an end. I'm talking this considering different cases I have met here. We need, as a church, to know that we want Jesus to come in our land. We have said that from, uh, from Isaiah, that he restores people, but also even the land. There's a desolate inheritance. And those who are in captivity, they come out because of the gospel, because of our Lord Jesus. It is now time, my brother and my brothers and sisters in the Lord, it is now time to go and proclaim. Can we plan to, to have a special time again to come to God and say, Oh God, please help us. Let me confess, I was shocked the day before yesterday. 
with Halloween. Halloween, I went into the house of someone and there was a skeleton, there was a witch, and they were selling the skulls in the supermarket. Can you imagine? That is an insult to God's people. In my country, which are people of darkness, they are people who are working in the night, not on a daylight. Let me tell you, Halloween, as it is worshipped and praising the devil on daylight, it's an answer to us as church. It should be hidden because it is from the reign of darkness. And once people come out with that, it should, usually, it should be taken and, and put into right place. And the right place is judgment because it brings death. It brings death. I saw in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a newspaper parents who are accompanying a, their son to make suicide. Oh, that's terrible. Church, rise and shine. May the Lord bless us. Amen.